We used to say something. We had a thing in the beginning. Good morning. Good morning. All right, and then we said our names. <laughs> I forgot already. Yeah, I think we're like uh, trying to wake up or something. I think it was like this. Uh, good morning. I'm Raz Shuti. Ah, okay, okay. Right, we had to <laughs> uh, introduce ourselves. And then and this is Tech Point Charlie. Recently on Twitter, if a manager, that the middle manager, um, could be someone who never did the IC role, what do we think about that? So IC meaning individual contributor, right? Yes, <laughs> thanks for uh, correcting me. <laughs> yeah. And what did people say? I have my own opinion, but I mean, I think it depends on which role, but in general, I would say my personal opinion is that you had to be an individual contributor. before with some experience in your field so to give you the the results it was really weird for engineering managers it was 50 50 split down, down the middle where 50 percent of the people said no and say 50 yes and with product management meaning being a product manager manager <laughs> um, it was 85 percent had to be a product manager and 15% no. So you're saying for engineering management in terms of the poll that you did, people said that like 50% said that you don't necessarily have to be like a software engineer before becoming a manager of software engineers? Yes. Really? Yes. Interesting. And for product management, if you want to lead a product function or a team, then you had to be a product manager beforehand and experience. Exactly. One. And I've heard similarly from uh, from data scientists that they um, so the the answer I got was it, it's the best for them when someone is also a very good IC and a very good manager. But if they'd had to rank it, then the best thing is to have a really good manager doesn't matter as much. So it's more important to have to be a really good manager than um, than to be a really good contributor and not a good manager. So if you rank it, the like most preferred is having both um, and then. this uh, cl close behind is having a really good manager that isn't necessarily very strong in your function mm. but then having someone who's a very good contributor and a bad manager is equally bad to just having a bad manager who's not a good contributor yes so totally. there was a really big gap there but the question was could you be one without being at all like never never doing the role of the individual contributor I mean, I've seen it happen, so it, I mean, it's feasible, it is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but how um, good is it? Do we recommend wow. it? <laughs> I mean, um, my response to that, at least because I, I sent a survey, but I also replied to it from my opinion. I wrote that for engineering manager, it's called engineering manager, manager not just manager, and understanding the context, understanding um, what people need, and, and, and grow, like growing this empathetic feeling towards what people are going through. Is something that's really really difficult to do if you're not doing it by yourself for at least some time you don't have to be the best individual contributor by far i think a lot of the better managers i've met were not great at being like those senior developers or something but they knew what it felt they knew how to deal with the day-to-day -day, so they got context and i think that's where i was weirded out by this because i hear it more and more that there is this um 
a new trend of like people manager who weren't specifically even doing the role before. And I don't know, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm a bit weirded out by that um, because I think it sets a very, very low ceiling and the floor is basically lava. Like, because <laughs> you can, you can, it's so low, the floor, if a person does it really poorly, it's really bad. And if a person is great at it, then it's up to a level of very specific, only people management stuff. How do you do career growth if you don't know where a person needs to yeah. move to? So it's more... So I think, let, let me challenge you a little bit there. Because sure. uh, I, I do think there are... I, I kind of understand why, why people are coming at it that way. Again, I, I do think it's kind of ideal if you have someone who, who grew in that role uh, and is also growing into becoming a very good manager. Um, yeah, that obviously. said, I think as we're seeing more and more cross-functional teams um, and we're seeing more people working with Agile and Scrum and all sorts of methodologies... And we just understand the value of cross-functionality and that manager is not only managing down, but also managing up. I've seen good examples yes. of people coming from a Scrum or QA role uh, who is very much involved in the engineering day-to-day uh, um, -day work and just maybe sometimes better at also people management and understanding the big picture and, and in, uh, appreciating everybody's value, uh, becoming really good engineering managers. And also there are people who come from consulting who, again, understand your stakeholders very well, understand the demand and the pressures that are working on the team, and can come in and, and haven't actually been doing the role before, uh, but are, are versatile and are able to transition into it. It's not necessarily as smooth as someone who has had a, you know, was embedded in an engineering team. Um, but I mean, I also, that, that's where I think like everything else, there's no real black and white here. It's kind of a gray scale. Course, and I really course. also think it depends on, on the person, on the experience. But I do think there are like, if you start thinking about it, then there are examples where like, yeah, I guess, I guess that could work. And, and with data science, I think we've seen this a lot because in the beginning, nobody had data science <laughs> experience and someone had to manage these teams. Um, and I think it still happens quite a lot, especially in, in newer, fresh organizations that you hire your first few data scientists, they're not going to be reporting into a data science manager. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, they'll be probably reporting into the CTO um, and, uh, and, and not always. I've seen it CTO, CPO, <laughs> and also operations. Yes. Uh, so um, I do think that it's possible I guess with product, and I think it could also be into the CTO. I don't know. Could be. Sometimes I've seen it CTO, sometimes CPO, I guess. But Yale probably will know better. All right. Well, I don't know. I kind of agree, <laughs> but not fully. Because <laughs> I think for engineering specifically, it's um, from what I see from the outside, if someone is managing an engineering team and they don't have the basic experience of being in a team and see how things work and how long they take and which struggles they are because they're not just people struggle they're also technical struggles then it's really hard i mean maybe it's easy to like uh you can bring someone in for a project and let it be managed really well for like a couple of months or something but if we're looking at long-term management then i don't have a good example of someone who was not on the floor and knows how know how you know code works and how many reviews you have and which technical difficulties we have at the moment and the level of the quality that we need to have at the moment like because there are different like different challenges to consider and i think not from the point of not from the perspective of managing that team but from the point of coordinating with other management functions if you don't have that knowledge then sometimes the expectations towards that team are poor 
So you would think things would take uh, less time to make, and then you set really high expectations or unrealistic expectations, and then it can really harm the team's work on the short term and like affect people's motivation long term. And that yeah. is also to me managing the team properly, which means it was mismanaged. Um, talking yeah. about product specifically, um, so yeah, there are product managers who um, report to a CTO or operations or, you know, in startups to no one or to the CEO, <laughs> you know, uh, especially when it's something very small and new. Um, and that's okay for those times, but when you, I guess I'm kind of like thinking how to phrase this, but thing is with product management, it's really important to stay focused on the problem and on the problem space and the definition of the problem and understanding it and only then moving forward. Um, even in startups, it can be something that you focus on. It doesn't mean that it takes you six months to do it necessarily, but it's a mindset. And usually when you report to someone who's not a product person, then you don't have that space or you have less of that space, unless that person has a really good understanding of what product is and why it's valuable. But usually when you report to someone who's not a product function or not experienced with the product function, then um, people tend to kind of tell that product person, yeah, let's get this over with. Yeah, 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 we understand the problem. Or no, we don't need to talk to users. Or you've talked to a, a couple of users, that's more than enough. And there are more um, roadblocks there. And I think I think maybe that's the, the different part because maybe in engineering team, the... I mean, you can contribute more or less to the different functions of like, of looking at data or being more product driven. But at the end of the day, I think there are solid expectations of what you need to deliver. And with data science, I think, uh, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's, it's more flexible because you can deliver various things. And in that sense, it can make sense to belong, I'm in quotations, you know, to different functions. Because if you belong to operation, maybe you want to focus on like operational data more, like things that contribute to operations. If you report to the CDO, maybe it's more like things to check the health of the systems. If you report to a product, maybe it's more product focused. So you can shift that. Whereas in product management, you have to really stay focused on the problem and on the high level of things. And if you have a roadblock there, then it really shifts on like uh, the decision of what you would be doing at all, what you would, what so you would be working I, on. I mean, I, I, for me, still, ideally, uh, it would be great if data science and all data functions reported into a to a data function. Because I mean, same as you, like it, of course, it it works better when when you have someone at the top um, that that gets it, and all these interim solutions are just kind of growth and and growing in the function itself maturing. Um, but I think um, I, I I do agree, and I think we kind of all agree that our preference is that someone has has been an individual contributor before. Um, but I'm thinking about interesting cases that I'm hearing more about where uh, there are uh, people who want to stay and grow in the individual contributor role who don't want to, so who you would maybe until recently kind of imagine, you're so good at this, you should manage the team because uh, you, could, you could lead them. Um, and then not everybody wants to be the people manager and they're quite happy to support and be a kind of technical functional uh, lead. Yes. Um, and then maybe in a collaboration, again, maybe thinking about management, not, a, not as a single thing, um, 
but as a collaboration between someone who maybe isn't as strong of a contributor, um, and uh, and 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 or or switching maybe even if it's a pair of people where they kind of switch the who who does how much. I'm trying to think about new alternatives because I'm hearing more and more from like senior data scientists that they want to become principals and they want to become um, uh, like leads in their in their role and they, they don't want their whole day to become meetings now or to become about what just about how other people. Um, uh, work, they want to stay in what they're doing. They're happy to support technically, but they don't want to, to do it. And I, in that sense, I feel like, well, shouldn't we and shouldn't we be able to carve them a path where they continue? Yes. Um, yep. And I, I think and like then we're all nodding. And then because it could work. This is a bit of a different topic. I mean, I, we completely agree. Like we're all like nodding over video. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, the thing is that the, the question of whether you should develop yourself or have the opportunity to you know, grow within your individual role contributor or be a lead, but not a manager versus to becoming a manager and get more professional yeah. at it, at that job is a completely different discussion, which maybe we should do yeah, an episode yeah. on. It's just that I, there I, are different I'm, reasons I'm saying, to. Because I, I worked in a, in a, for example, in a, in a very large organization where the direct manager was a matrix organization and the direct manager of our team was not a data scientist. Mm -hmm. uh, we were part of some business performance unit, um, uh, but um, uh, there were technical leads who were there to support the data scientists who were um, in charge of the data science function, but they weren't the people manager. And so right. they kind of split it. Um, yeah, and I, I think, and, it, and again, that's that's a case where the direct manager doesn't have to be an individual contributor. It can work. That's true, and I think I don't have an example, but I think Raz, you have you have seen it in an organization, or you have friends who had that in their organization, right? Where you, I remember that evening talk when we talked about it, and you said that someone was hiring for like an engineering manager and a people engineering manager. So basically, yeah, cool. a person had two managers, one in charge of their growth and vacation days and well-being, and, yeah. and also a different manager for the professional skills. And if I remember correctly, that did not go well. <laughs> or did it? I mean, I remember some struggles or stories like about... Can I do a Donald Trump voice? Wrong. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it actually, it was at Wikimedia, and it was great. Um, really? We had engineering managers that were de developers in their past, but we didn't check their developer skills. We actually just talked about context when we interviewed them and we interviewed for management skills. And with uh, we had another function, function that was a parallel to them, which was a tech lead, a person that doesn't lead people, but leads the tech and helps to facilitate and, and to communicate, leads by example and an influential leader. And but the important part was that the engineering managers were developers in their past because they understood the context. And also we asked ourselves, what is the role of a manager? Maybe this is kind of segue to that. And mm -hmm. we, we said, what's important for us is to be able to help people grow, to facilitate conversations, to highlight some things that are going in a bad direction. And mostly to, to kind of project to people what's the status of the team or the, uh, so be like a person who's just like kind of be able to communicate and to, to facilitate. And I think what, what we wanted to do is to, to at least have people that have that context so they can share it with the team and help people grow. And to help people grow, you need to also understand context. But we never said, actually I said developer, but we actually never really cared about developer. It was QA engineer still can be an engineering manager, front-end developer, back-end developer. We didn't really care yeah. about those things. It's just being part of a squad or a, or a scrum team. That yeah. was important for us. But that yeah. still means I, that I, they had some experience and 
they were able to point things out and say, this is going well, this is not going well. And if you you said engineering manager and a tech lead, that means that that tech lead was not a specific manager. He was more like a point of expertise for something. He was a leader. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's leadership, you know, skills that you should definitely develop like within your team, but that's still not management. Yes. Yes, so the lead was not a manager. It's actually not two really managers, like not really. It's more like that you're saying, okay, there's someone else who can facilitate this knowledge transfer or lead in that uh, area, and I can stay, take a step back and let them do that. But I, I don't see it as management. So for us, at least, I mean, I, I, I agree that when when I was a tech lead, also I, w I wasn't the people manager, but I was... Um, I mean, we did definitely found out uh, over time that um, that tech lead had to have significant input for the manager about, you know, how to like. I basically built uh, the development plan for people on the, not on their, not on maybe on their performance side, but on their technical. So if 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 they need to grow in a specific way, their direct manager couldn't support it. Then I would step in, and then I would also come back and evaluate it, and that input would be used. So I definitely wasn't the direct manager, but I also had to have some management skills that I later uh, luckily used as a manager um, because I had to start learning how to do these things. Someone comes and tells you, evaluate this person. You can't just say, not my job. Um, it is it is a part of your job. It, it, yes. You're not alone in it. It's not your sole responsibility. Um, and I say maybe adding a, a little caveat to my to my story is that, um, like I don't know, like f four years later, um, they restructured and now it doesn't exist anymore. So now <laughs> data science managers <laughs> yeah. manage the data scientists. So the tech leads became the managers. Mm -hmm. From my personal perspective, I don't see this working uh, I mean, maybe it's a harsh statement, but I don't think this is something that can really work over time. I don't know. I, maybe I, it's, I, maybe it's it doesn't fit either. to the type of role that I do, but I see personal growth and like the, the expertise really tied up together because if you need support in one thing, it, it kind of it connects and I think coordinating it between two different people is a bit hard. I mean, it, it definitely. Uh, I mean, it's it's hard. I think it also had benefits at the time because uh, if you are not happy with your uh, with one of your manager, like then you kind of can have more of a conversation. I feel like it also breaks a lot of the of this burden that exists on on just a two people connection of of evaluation of like, and that's maybe one of the things that are hard about management is that how much responsibility you actually carry, yes. um, and how much all of it lies on this one relationship. And I think that's hard for both sides of that relationship. Yes. Um, and that's something that um it, like if things start going sour uh, or or are not ideal or someone is new or, or 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 something changed then kind of having three people around that conversation i actually found to be useful uh, because because maybe one person will get it and the other isn't. Maybe you can talk to the other person about your difficulties. So to me, like having, um, I, I actually kind of find this dual link very difficult about personally about management. This kind right. of just from one my on perspective, one. if things go sour and you don't have anyone else to talk to or a way to influence it, it just means that your manager is not good. I mean, sure. Oof, um, that's very harsh. But but no, I, I mean, also think it like it doesn't have to be a I, zero I, I or a hundred. It just means if you feel trapped and there are ways to influence it, I, it's just a situation. I mean, if if a manager doesn't get other people's input, then they can't only evaluate you one on one based on only what I mean, they but know. But it's they like any relationship; it it's hard. 
It's yes. not easy to be sure that you understand each other, to be sure that you're not interpreting, to be sure that you're not bringing in some of your own uh, things into it. Like I think uh, um, that that part of management and that's hard and it's a lot of responsibility. And I think like in any relationship, you can things can th things can go sour, and it's not. I don't think necessarily it's always someone's fault. And also dealing with the situation, um, especially again if you're middle management and you're stuck in between, if you have poor management, like and I've been in that situation, it's it's yeah. an awful place to be at. Um, and it's not an easy thing to step out of and it's not an easy thing to help others when you or yourself uh, need help um, so of uh, course I, I just it's not always that black and white so I think maybe one question that is left unanswered for me and we kind of like just talked about mm -hmm. it a little bit is can your manager also be your friend yes <laughs> because Raz says yes <laughs> like full on I want to hear what you think, Noah, and I have my own opinion. So, a friend, so, as in like going out for beer, meeting on the weekends, friend, not like, hey, hey. I mean, I've I've had this. Um, I do think it's possible. I do think that as so long as you are in that kind of uh, work relationship, you can't imagine that it's like any other friendship. So um, uh, that's that's just part of it. Like there are things. Um, um, I've had amazing really friendships and come out of it and some of the people who are I'm best friends with today are people who managed me before or who I've managed before um, and, and so I, 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 I mean again but were you friends Indeed. during? It can happen. Or is the friendship yeah. like have grown yeah. after you left that job? No, no, no. It, it grew while we were, we weren't friends before and uh, it grew while we were working together. And I think that's part of, of the joy of actually having a really, when you, you I think what Zlad was talking about his famous old team, like I think when things really gel, um, when, when you really are able, like when you value so much what you get out of work because you are so, so much enjoy working with that person and you really build that level of trust, I think it, it, it like I'm not surprised that it can grow into friendships. I do think that so long as you are actually working together, um, it's it's going to be tricky. And I can also say if, if you were friends before and then you start working together, it becomes tricky. Yes. Um, and I think you have to be very respectful and aware. And again, there is at the end, there is a, a, a power relationship here. That if one person has more power over the career of the other, um, they might also be limited in yeah. what they can do and, and all of that. So uh, it's it could be hard to separate, but I mean, some, for some people it is, for some people it isn't. Um, it, it depends, I guess. I've had, when it worked for me, it was also very easy. It, it, I wasn't, um, it wasn't something that I kept feeling like I need to be mindful of how and what we talk about over beer. Exactly. I always go back to, again, I mentioned that my mythical manager that I want to be always like, and I ask myself, what would he do in each situation? Is also was basically my first role as a developer. And he was also my friend. We went bouldering together. Um, he's my diving partner right now. Our relationship only grew since, but even when we were working together, we went out for pizza. We actually went for, you know, we drank some beer. Um, and, but yes, I see it now as a manager myself that I am mindful. And I, I kind of can go back in time and see that how we were communicated with me when we worked together is not the same as now when we communicate when we don't, because he was, he knew what he can share as a friend and also he had some, like there is a wall still and that's fine because that needs to come from a manager is to know if you can balance that, then it's a great thing. I'm honestly like that's, I enjoy that today as well in my, in my job as well, friendly with my colleagues and yeah. Yeah. So I think, uh, I was like sitting here kind of, I have my very, uh, I don't know, firm <laughs> opinion on this, but 
I think I can agree to what you said, Raz, about the wall or the boundaries. For me, it's a matter of boundaries. Yes, you can be friends, but as long as you're working together, to me, I feel there's a boundary. And I'll tell you why. Maybe it's a bit bored from like a different uh, area of expertise, but I think if you go into psychology, we are talking a lot about psychological safety at work and yeah. as being a manager and like making sure that your employee has it and being able to carry the emotional weight and all these things, I think you also mentioned, Noah, like that uh, it's more of like a foster care situation or like a mothering situation. And I think in that, in all those scenarios, there is one side that is more responsible from the other. There yeah. should be more experience that should carry the load, carries all the difficult things. And that is not how friendships work, like the, the ones outside work. There's, there's always like a ping pong of okay, now I feel worse, you can help me and the other way around or a mutual benefit that is very similar. And I think that's different. Um, so I, I, I do see what your, what your point is. And I, I think we, in a way we've all kind of said it, there is something there um, as far as, uh, but on the other hand, I, would, I see it a bit more as a friendship that you have like with an older friend or a younger, like there are friendships also that I have that are cross-generational, that are, that some of my friends have more work experience than me and more life experience than me, some less. And I think that's also a type of thing that can happen in a relationship where when, when one uh, has more information than the other. Again, it's still not the same as having the responsibility yeah. for it. So, but, uh, but it's also not that all, all friendships are, everybody's equal. Of uh, course, equal of course. And, right? But I think that the point of, of the power which is power yeah. to make decision upon someone else, whether they should be promoted or fired or, mm -hmm. and also carrying the emotional load of giving really yeah. hard feedback in order to keep the trust and be honest and make sure that person's not surprised. All these things are things that are in typical relationships, like outside of work can be managed very differently because you can yeah. choose, you know, do I want to say this or not? And at work, yeah. if you're a good manager, you have to say some of the hard things. And yeah. that can affect so also I, the me, friendship. For me, so for me, there should be just boundaries. It, it doesn't mean you can't enjoy a good friendship if you have really great chemistry. But for me personally, I think uh, also from my experiences, I've had like, you know, good chemistries with people. And after we finished working together, it became like a true friendship where, you know, we still help each other professionally. And maybe, you know, she's mentoring me more than I do her. But on the friendship level, it's still leveled out. So I, I, I think... Uh, like I said, I did have experience with this at work. I, I do see that point. I think for me, for example, my concern was, was maybe because it wasn't, it was very easy at the time, um, was actually how, how it impacts other people in the team, that some people have a very, very strong true. relationship and a different style of communication and a, a different level of trust maybe. And that was more than what I had to carry as a manager or the other, and when it's the other way, the other person, that's the other burden on the, on the relationship that the person who is the manager also needs to be worried about how yes. you, you being friends impacts everybody else. Uh, and yeah, so true. again, you have to be managing that relationship in a way. And, and in that sense, I completely agree Al, that like there, there is, there's a lot more that goes into it than just being friends. It's, it's basically the worst job ever. <laughs> 
Everyone following I me mean, on Twitter knows already that I have my mixed bag feelings about this role. <laughs> well, I mean, I but it's going back to parenting, right? We, we love it sign. and we hate it, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's complicated and that it makes it rich and wonderful exactly. and, and terrible. When that's you're terribly tired at the end of the day because you really cared about everything you were doing during the day, then it's a good sign. Yes. Cool. So I guess at that point in time, thanks for listening. Thank um, you. You, as Yael mentioned, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah see totally. you next time. Thanks for listening. And we have swag. Hit us up on Twitter. True, true. Bye. All right, bye. Bye.